so uh, we, we saw an example of that last night when Yola's phone battery died and he mm. was without his phone yeah. for oh, I think about an hour. Yes. So about an hour. Yeah, about an hour he was, was cut a off. Disaster, you know? <laughs> and it feels like you don't have it right now, right? I don't have a right. How do I get to my hotel? And as you said, you just take a cab. I said, a cab? How do I get a cab? You just flag it down, you know, with your hand. And she showed me the movement, so I felt a little bit more comfortable. But, you know, it is just crazy. Sorry for saying Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. This is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. And this is Dr. Susan Little. Hi, Susan. We're still in New I York. Know. I know. We, we're stuck in New York. We we're can't get out of New we're York. We're stuck in New York. Yeah. But for us, it's not bad yeah. because it means more. Oysters. Yeah, exactly. So we love <laughs> Number one thing about New York. We oysters. love oysters. oysters. Number two thing about New York. Oysters. <laughs> and New York Fed. What's that? Oh, and New York Vet. Absolutely. So we're almost at the end of New York Vet, and mm-hmm. it has been awesome. It yeah. has been awesome. And we are so excited yep. to have a new guest. We've saved the best for last. The best for last. Oh, yeah. How sweet. Yeah. So uh-huh. introduce yourself. I am Elizabeth Green <laughs> with Brief Media. <laughs> Clinicians Brief. I think you're a little more than that. So mm-hmm. yeah. What do you tell us? What you really do day to day? What's your day to day job? Uh, I dream of oh, new that. things yeah, to yeah, do. Uh, new things yeah, to do. Ways to awesome. to make life in the veterinary world better. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Don't we all want a job as a dreamer? Mm-hmm. That's a great mm-hmm. thing to do. Yes. So we need to explain Beth one thing. Yeah. And that is that <gasps> you cannot use the D word, a word in a, the podcast. Okay. And if you do, we are really happy because. That means that you have to buy a string. Ah, okay. Yeah. So okay. anytime yeah. you mention the D word, yeah, and we're very yeah, we're sharp. And does C A N I N E count? We've decided to let that one go. Okay. Yeah, it depends yeah. a little it bit depends on, on the context. context. Okay. So if you yeah. mean the tooth, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's so okay. so okay. Uh, so Stan Marks, perfectly mm-hmm. good. We didn't get a drink out of him. Oh. Oh, Katie I Tolbert, have, I think yeah. a bottle. A bottle. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Kara yeah. Burns, very inventive no, on finding ways I know. to not say the to D not word. Say yeah. It. yeah, no mm-hmm. pressure. No, okay. No, no pressure. <laughs> I'm thinking it may be a magnum. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I like it already. Yeah, this yeah, is really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. so you know the topic is cats. We yes. only yeah, talk yeah. about cats. We love mm-hmm. cats. Yeah. And and so Susan and I are always discussing. So we started this podcast yeah. in June yeah. because we felt there's not enough literature about cats. Mm-hmm. Um, cat specific. Cat yeah. specific literature. Because it's usually dogs right. and cats. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of research done on cats. Yeah. I don't know exactly why that is. Oh. And when it's published, it's more mainly published in the Journal of Feline Medicine which and Surgery, great. which we love, mm-hmm. which yeah. we love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when I go to often to lectures, except the lectures that are purely cat specific, they always talk about dogs. And then, and then the last two slides are cats, <laughs> which is I have cats. been I have been right. doing the same thing for a long time, and <laughs> and I think that's wrong because yeah. you know it's more than 50% of our population of yeah. patients that we see, and I'm so excited to talk to you because yeah. 
you are my inspiration for bringing information to people. Yeah. I mean, mm. I totally love you, how you do this. And how you mm-hmm. think Through about Brief it. Media, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. through Clinician's Brief, started a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but you always seem to hit the right tone. Yeah. And, and so tell us a little bit about how, if we would start all over and we have to educate people about cats, how should we do that? Yeah, so yeah, that's that's a really good question. Like, how can mm-hmm. you how can you incorporate these very specific needs into uh, a, a, a strategy of delivering education? Because that's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. You deliver education. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's interesting when we started Clinicians Brief and initially came up with the concept. It was a concept actually I developed as I was doing my MBA program. What year did it start? Oh Clinicians gosh, Brief? 2002, like, November of 2002 was our very first issue. Wow. wow. But we start. Um, I'd actually it was probably 2000 when I did the did my paper and 2001 a few things happened and. One day, and my heart started beating, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is a sign. It's time to start. And so I made a few (laughs) phone calls. But the original concept that we had was very different than than what than what we ended up launching and and part of that reason was we knew that we knew that reading habits were changing yeah. in the world mm-hmm. and that practitioners didn't want to have to read an 8 or 10 page review article yeah. to get yeah the answer to get on the how to mm-hmm. right how to how to you know handle this particular case so we were thinking about doing uh, the initial concept was more it was really closer to almost like an abstract type journal where you would take um, abstracts of current literature and then what happened I spent a lot of time at a, at a medical library going mm. through all of the oh, different yeah. that medical must have been interesting. Yeah, journals and looking at all the different mm-hmm. formats and then we brought together real practitioners and we showed them all of these different formats yeah. and we said tell us how you want to learn oh. and what came out of those focus groups in fact it was interesting I just I was cleaning out a closet the other day or a drawer <laughs> and found <laughs> the list of those initial people that were in that focus group and do you know all of them I found they're still practicing okay every single one of them cool and so it was that group of practitioners that told us here's how I want to learn and so we took that information and it crafted and molded you know what we ended up with so I guess yes my advice would be figure out yes what is the problem that we're trying to solve and then, you know, make your concept, but then bring yeah. in your think audience. Think big. Think yeah. big, and then bring them in, and yeah. let them mold and engage with you, because it was that step yeah. that got us the the information that we wanted. Yeah. And I and I think mm-hmm. what's even developed it and continued it further is that we make sure that the, the veterinarians that work on our teams are all people that spend time in practice. Yeah. Mm. Because if you're not in practice, you're not mm. in the trenches. You yep. you don't always really mm. yep. really know. Don't always get it. Mm-hmm. What mm. a novel concept, like ask the end user. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How often yes. does that happen in education? No, it, it's, not so often. It's right? even better listen to the end user yeah, because listen. you can ask right. and not listen and yeah. still do your own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of people ask things to hear what, what they want to hear yeah. instead of asking and bias. really listening to right. yeah. what you, what you maybe don't want to hear yeah. and right. that's and what I love about you is that you have these innovative ideas and and you know when we go wild it just just we have ideas <laughs> that yeah. go from one to end to the yeah. others and everybody their eyes go like oh my god there they They're are crazy. again right. but then you can put it back to the ground and then you get input and you're open to people giving you feedback without getting hurt yeah. right. I love that in yeah. that initial group 
when you asked them for feedback. Was there anything that surprised you about what they said? Um, it's a long time ago, Susan. No, but, yeah, I, but I'm, yeah, but I'm curious if, uh, well, maybe not even that group, but let's just say over time, have you had feedback from uh, veterinarians about how they want to learn that has you, that you thought, oh, I would never have thought about that? So there things that have surprised you. Yeah, we did the one of the the formats that came out of that were our algorithms. Yeah. And those yeah. were really they started out they were they were all just symptom based. So mm. they gave you symptoms and then you could you could really look down and look at the the differential diagnoses. And you know it's interesting we've had I can't tell you over the years how many people said oh we we want to take that and we want to put it in a in a digital format. But when you put it in a digital format, it's only one step at a time. Mm. Yeah. And that was never our yeah, concept. Yeah. Our yeah. concept for them was they wanted to see the whole picture, yeah. right? Yeah. And then so that they yeah. could make the decisions yeah. along the Otherwise way. Otherwise, you're blinded, right? You right. can't see what the next right. option right. is. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm. And uh, so, so it was interesting. Smart. That was that was a a format that came out of that. And then we ended up doing, you know, even books of those algorithms. And mm. even today, as we're trying to figure out how to best display those mm. so that people can engage with them digitally, yep. it has to be the entire thing. It can't be one step at a time. So we never allowed anyone to to yeah, license to do them or do that because we we knew that that wasn't. You know, that how they apply. wanted. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's interesting because mm. you <coughs> dare to do different things. So what I love, the last time when I was at the office, they showed me the little uh, thing that go, got viral on social media, mm. the little drawing. Yes. I can't remember what it was about. But mm. It was it, about a lab. What, oh, what? The, the, the lab algorithm. thing. Yes. The yes. algorithm. The lab algorithm. Yeah, there oh. were like almost 12,000 shares. Oh, okay. okay. We're going to have to um, put do a link some. to that on the webpage for this okay. episode. Yeah, we do. We, we will. It's yeah. not... Uh, it, it's not a feline dog, so that's the only bad part of that. Okay. So oh, you know, okay. but uh, you didn't say the D word, no. so you're okay. I but, said lab. Um, yeah. You're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're really you're good. good. But I think that that <laughs> was for me an eye opener because using social media in a way that in a way is funny, yeah. but also gives a message. Yeah, that is so strong, and you had millions of uh, of people that were sharing yeah. and interacting. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. And you met Alyssa Watson yeah. at CES. Mm -hmm. She was the one who came up with uh, it. again mm -hmm. a veterinarian yeah. in practice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, excellent. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We need to mm -hmm. do a couple of uh, mm -hmm. of funny ones for cats. Yeah. That's, you know, too. Because, yeah. like I said, I think our main issue is here that, you know, uh, Susan had writ has written two wonderful books. Yeah, they are mm -hmm. the Bibles of cat medicine. They're this big, so mm -hmm. I, you know, I look at them and I love them and I look things up. But it is a lot of information. And it's that only one to way through. to learn. Right? It is. Right. It only is. one way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really interesting to explore some of these other ways or other approaches. Um, to engage people to deliver the information that you want because so we, we want to deliver more feline information but the bigger question is just how do you deliver mm -hmm. information better period mm -hmm. right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and we've got you know this is not a static situation mm -hmm. either right mm -hmm. so if you um, uh, rerun let's say you know you, you rerun focus groups from time to time you're going to get different right. answers mm -hmm. right yeah yeah, it was interesting. I was having lunch with um, someone today who, uh, former CEO of, um, of of a large Fortune 500 company, and we were talking about 
the future as we mm. begin to take content and, and, and it really all becomes about workflow. Mm. Like how is that information utilized throughout my day? Yeah. Mm. And then that dictates, first of all, what form it's in, then it dictates what platform mm. is it on? Is yeah, it on yeah. my is it on my smart watch? Is it yeah. on my phone? Is, yeah, is it, it on my computer? Where right? is it? Is, yeah, it, yeah. is it on Alexa? Where yeah, yeah. where where is that? Yeah. So I think it's interesting as we look to the future, um, we have become such a, a culture of instant gratification, mm. right? When we want information, we want, want it now. now because we've got that. And we know that our phones within the next decade will have the computing power of the human brain. I know, crazy. crazy. So, yeah, it's like yeah. carrying an extra person yeah. around yeah. with you, right? Yeah. So now how we how we look at delivering that information, how people are going to engage with it, what problem it's solving, yeah. and, in, and in what context it needs to yeah. be. I yeah. think it's going to be yeah, very different. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, we, we saw an example of that last night when Yola's phone battery died, and mm. he was without his phone yeah. for, oh, I think, about an hour. Yes. For about an hour, yes. he it was, was cut off. Disaster, you know. And it feels like you don't have a brain, I, no, then, right? I don't have a brain. How do I get to my hotel? You know? right. it's and as you said, you just take a cab. I said, right. a how cab? Do how do I get yeah. a cab? Get you a just flag it right. down, you know, with your hand. Oh, and she showed me right. the movement, so I felt uh, a little bit more oh, comfortable. Good, good. But, you know, oh, it is just crazy. You know, yeah. I wondered who takes cabs anymore, and now you've helped me figure it yeah. out. Because everyone <laughs> right. who their phone batteries have died. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This episode is made possible by the generous sponsorship of the Take the Pledge Against Struvites in Pets Facebook page. Did you know there are three easy steps to treat bladder stones in cats with lower urinary tract signs? Step one is to take a radiograph, and if there is a stone present in the bladder, step two is to use the Minnesota Urolith app for iPhone and Android to determine the most likely type of stone. Step three is to treat the cat for at least two to three weeks with an appropriate diet and see if the stone gets smaller. If so, keep feeding that diet until the stone is completely gone on follow-up radiographs. If not, check compliance with the owner and look for alternative treatment options. Join veterinarians worldwide to take the pledge not to remove struvite stones by surgery anymore. Mm -hmm. So the other innovation that you did, which I really admire you for is that you took a formulary mm -hmm. that yeah. everybody has in On book paper. form yeah. mm -hmm. running around with it and you did something else with it yeah. right right and and the, the the thing that you did was you, you didn't do it yourself so you didn't make a formula yourself you teamed mm -hmm. up with the person yeah. that owned the book so you yeah. kind of had to convince that person that mm -hmm. the way you're doing it, I'm going mm -hmm. to take away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about that. How that yeah. happened? Yeah, it was interesting. I um, one year I was actually at Banfield Summit, and Daniel Burris was the featured speaker that year, and he's a futurist, and mm -hmm. he was mm -hmm. at that time saying, "How do you? We know that technology is going to change our world." How do we adapt it? How do we decide what projects we're going to pursue and which ones mm. we aren't? And so he helped us to understand that you look at the not the soft trends okay. in technology that may be happening, but the but the hard trends. And so at that time, we knew 
that the hard trend would be that the it's the smartphone the mobile phone yep. was mm -hmm. going to have yep. more computing mm -hmm. power that yep. bandwidth was going to become you know greater that yep. that you could put a lot of things on a phone that you couldn't before so that was in uh, August mm -hmm. that year um, and I came home and I sat with my team and I said wow we we need to figure out what it is in veterinary medicine that we could make better by putting it on a phone. Mm. And so the mm. number one thing was yeah. like somebody said, well, what about plums? Plums, drug it. formula. Yeah, I don't know. It's huge. Yeah. I gotta go find the book. Yeah, it's, yeah, you can never mm -hmm. find it. It's always in another room. Yeah. Someone has it. Yeah. Right, mm. yeah. right. And so so then Indumani, our, our editor, said, I, I know Dr. Plum, and um, we said he's alive, and she said, yes. <laughs> awesome person. He's alive. An awesome person. So we, we, yes, because he's kind of legendary, right? I know he I is. Know. He's yeah. Right. Yeah. In fact, he was here at New York Out mm. last year, oh, and cool. and I, I saw somebody's notepad said, oh, that's awesome. Dr. Plum is alive. <laughs> and, I love that. Yeah, he loved that. He oh, loved that. I bet he did. Yeah. Mm. He's yeah. so iconic and I know still he is alive. Yeah. But yeah, it was, so I, I called him up, um, told him what we wanted to do, and it took about took about six months of courting mm. back and forth um, sure. before we, yeah. you know, yeah. before we were able to go ahead and sign our contract and yeah. move forward. And But one of the things that he loved is he saw the future for integrating Plum's content with clinicians' brief content. Mm. So some of the things that we're doing in the future are, are focused around that. So we took the content, we, we put it... Um, you know, in a digital platform, started with a responsive website, and then iOS, and then Android apps uh, around that. And you can get it in yeah. as an IP authentication into your practice too. You don't have to just get it on your phone. But it was interesting going to the WSAVA in Singapore, and a young veterinarian from Australia came came by our booth and was asking me a question about something. And I said, "Are you familiar with plums?" And she <laughs> said. Let me tell you about plums. Pulled it out of her pocket <laughs> and said, I work in a busy 15-doctor practice mm. in Australia. She said, do you know how much time it would take me if I had to just find walk a book. across... Uh you know, around the hospital mm. to, to find the book. So she said, yeah, it saved it saved my life. So you hear those things yeah, in your life. You know. Yeah. You've it's, done good. Right. So now That's as we awesome. look to the future, it's how do we how do we improve that? How do we Yeah, yeah. How do we take that and make it even yeah. more Yeah. Because it, it can be a living breathing platform, right? right. In many ways. Mm -hmm. They're right. easier to update. You don't have to wait for the next edition to be printed right. for one thing. Mm -hmm. But you can also do uh, potentially a lot more about them. So you know it's really um, it's cool and very mm -hmm. interesting to hear that um, uh, you're, you're thinking about how else can we make that functional, right? right? Because if you if you let yourself dream big, mm -hmm. right? There's ways. Right. Yeah. So that that's very cool. It's really cool to have companies that are thinking in that way. And I think you know if we sort of circle back to what Yola and I are really interested in, I think the better we can improve and make more engaging these ways to deliver information, the yes. better we'll do, you know, when you've got an underserved species like the cat, right? right? Because now we can deliver that information to you in a way that's relevant, in a way that's fast, right. in a way that's integrated um, with, the, with, mm -hmm. with how you need to use it, right? right? So one of the barriers is, um, th I've often thought this, um, you know, so yes, I've, I'm the author of two feline medicine textbooks, but you know, a clinic buys only so many textbooks. Are they really going to spend money 
uh, on a feline-only book, they tend to buy kind of general practice books, right? Mm-hmm. And so then you're 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 very um, limited in how you access that information. That barrier is gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That barrier is gone once right. you move it, you know, right. to a smartphone platform or something right. like that. Then it's really easy to dive into just right. what you want. And we the other should thing, talk. And the yeah. Other, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, really, we should yeah. talk the, the, the a big barrier. The yeah. other thing is that mm-hmm. it takes about five to six, and people don't realize, five to six years to make a book. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. Uh, so you're already six years behind. And I remember from Slatter, it was even 10 years. Yeah. Right. On a digital platform, you can change it every day. Yeah. I mean, if you right. want to. Yeah. I mean, right. you, I mean you, you don't, but still. You need to. Responsive. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. so much change. so right. much faster yeah. than that. Yeah. And you can also say, um, yeah, so you know that we're working on on two projects together mm-hmm. right now. The other thing that you can see is what are the topics that people are really interested right, in, yeah. and you can put a lot of emphasis on those topics and the other topics which you would spend a lot of time on and nobody reads or is interested right. in. You might not not. Uh, put so much emphasis on and the last thing is <laughs> that we're talking about the d word and cats mm-hmm. but now you know veterinary medicine for butterflies there is oh no literature gosh. yeah you know yeah there are bee veterinarians now yeah, right so so yeah, yeah. Yeah. What what do they do? Yeah. Well, this they have the same issue you. as cat vets, exactly. right? You know, we are right. the we are the iconic underserved species, but there's mm-hmm. a long line behind us. I know. Right. And so that's to exactly me, right. that's one of the benefits of these newer technologies is just it removes that barrier that right. says it's got to be in a book. Right. Mm-hmm. No, right. it doesn't have to be in a book. It doesn't no. have to be. And and not only that, but it's <coughs> interesting your your point about getting all of the information. We understand. Uh, for instance, I can tell you that the Plums app is access the most Monday mornings, yeah. <laughs> you know, between yes. sure. like yeah. eight and 10, right? Sure. You know, all that weekend stuff comes sure. in, e- even for seven, seven day a week yeah, practices, yeah, there's still a surge on, on, Monday on Monday morning. morning. It tells us which monographs are, um, drug monographs are, are accessed most often. Yep. So when we're doing updates, the one that is accessed the least, yeah, does not get updated has as has quickly. options sure, sure. as quickly has those sure so you can prioritize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so the, the the flip side of the coin is people always being really worried about big brothers watching us you mm-hmm. know and <laughs> yeah. so uh, why does Beth know that I'm looking on Monday at you know <laughs> this and this drug yeah. that said yeah, as yeah. much yeah. so so how do you deal with that yeah, from, how do you from that, that, right. that standpoint mm-hmm. Well, most of the time when we look at data, we're looking at it globally. So I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not looking up yeah. to see how yeah, yeah. Susan yeah, yeah. No. looked at yeah, it's Dr. An aggregate. Susan, yeah, right? Yeah. It's an mm-hmm. aggregate number. Yeah. And so so there is obviously trust that has to go mm-hmm. on with. And I think as we li- live in a world of artificial intelligence, the the opportunity for misuse of that is mm-hmm. is even greater perhaps but but nobody really wants to take that risk right mm-hmm. because yeah. if there's the opportunity to misuse it there's yeah, also yeah. the opportunity that somebody yeah, else yeah. is watching yeah. you misuse it totally. and so yeah. so i think we live in a world where yeah i'm not, not saying there's not an opportunity for that but yeah most of the time we're, we're obviously looking at it in an aggregate because mm-hmm. um yeah there, there's really I, i'm not saying that i don't want to know when when you're specifically accessing um, plums mm. for instance but it's more it's more valuable to me yeah. to look at how the entire Absolutely. how that compares
compares to the entire mm. um, profession yep. and the mm. entire audience. Yeah. And I think you know, veterinarians, um, we we trust our icons. We trust the mm -hmm. the companies that we've had long associations mm. with. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that helps, right? You've, right. You've, you've already built up a level of trust in the industry even before right. having these digital tools, right? right. We also yeah. know that that younger veterinarians trust uh, their peers. Yeah. So so there is now this this confusion going on there so it used to be that you always went to the book and the professor and then you understood mm -hmm. what what that person said now we see that a lot of people listen to what other people right. that are in practice influencers. do influencers right. and and so the influencing the way of influencing is changing and i think you are much more able to adapt to that mm -hmm. than uh, you know a book for right. instance. Yeah, right. so that that's that brings up an interesting air area that um, you know I know Yola and I and others um, think about a lot, and that is like the new generation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Every generation was once the new generation, mm -hmm. right? Um, how does that change or influence like your strategies, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not that veterinarians are not a like a monomorphic group, right? You've got veterinarians like like us who've been in practice a long time. Mm -hmm. right. You've got veterinarians who've been in practice a shorter time. You've got new veterinarians. Mm -hmm. And we may all engage with technology differently. We may learn mm -hmm. differently. How do you embrace that? Uh, well, first of all, it's hard to get through any conversation the last I don't know, several years without the M word. We've talked about the mm -hmm. D word, but the M word mm -hmm. and the, the millennial. <laughs> and it, and it's interesting when you you know, when you first started going to, you know, any talk and you heard about a millennial, it, it wasn't necessarily in a positive light. Indeed. It was like we don't know what to do yeah, with yeah. these. But that's group. only people that were not millennial that thought that way. Right. So yeah, yeah. that's Absolutely. just that's True. a big because Absolutely. You yeah. know, if I would be a millennial, I would be really tired of that. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And so we as a company, um, we actually embraced millennials. If mm -hmm. you look at our staff, yeah. I mean, our staff is predominantly mm -hmm. millennials. And the thing that I've found for millennials, if you get them connected with, you put them in a position that is tied around what their best skill sets are, they believe in your mission mm -hmm. and your passion, they will work so hard for yeah. you yeah. and do amazing work. And yes, they do think differently because they were introduced to technology at a much long yeah. younger age, yeah. you know, than we are. And even though I try to adopt new technology, yeah. I have yeah. my new yeah. Apple yeah. Watch yeah. on. I think you said yesterday we're, we're what is it? We're old cool. Right. <laughs> we're old people cool. Old people That's cool. That's it. Old people yeah. cool. I, yeah. love, I love that. Because yeah. when I first wore it to the office the day after I got it, and it started going off with a phone call, I handed it to a millennial. And said, <laughs> <laughs> Shut this you handed your arm to so a millennial. There's cool so and there's old people there's cool. There's old people cool, right? Because it, it's it. not our first no. inclination. No. It's their first inclination. Yeah. So that also, having that influence within our team, making sure that when we put together a focus group that yeah. we're putting together, that we have everyone mm -hmm. represented, and, and, and it's also beginning to to influence our advisors, making sure that we have people on our advisory yeah. group mm. that are, are of point. that younger generation because how they see the world, how they're going to interact yeah. is is going to be very different. Yeah. And we need them to adopt, for instance, we for plums. Yeah. We give plums to every student for free. Yeah. Oh, that's Even amazing. Even though it's a bit – I don't think I knew that. That's and, amazing. Yeah, and we mm. do – and the reason that we do that is, A, we want – 
first of all, we want their feedback. Yeah. So yes. if it's not working mm-hmm. or they don't like it, mm-hmm. we, we want that feedback yep. to be able to, uh, yeah. to change it. But then we also, they adopt it and they go into practice. We saw a surge mm, about a year and a half after we first introduced plums. We saw all of a sudden a surge in, in like May and June. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, it's all these, these students who are graduating. And some of that was. But a lot of it were came from older practitioners in oh, practices that the students mm-hmm. were going like into. Like the spillover. Right, mm-hmm. because yeah, they were okay. whipping out, they were whipping out yeah, the plants yeah. using new technology. And, yeah. then, and then they said, yeah. wait a minute. And the older practitioners probably didn't even right. know it existed. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's cool. really, okay, that's very cool. So we use them to change. Yeah, sure. Change, change the paradigm. Mm-hmm. Shift the that's paradigm. In, oh, wow. That's, yeah, that yeah. Really cool, so. so where do you see veterinary education going? Mm. Like, what's the next big thing? Yeah, that's it, that's a good question because we've already seen it change in in academia, right? Absolutely. Um, they we seem to live in a state of change, don't we? Right, right. I think it's going to be it'll be interesting. I think um, technology gives us um, so many opportunities to customize, really customize education for people. There, you know, people learn differently, yeah. and I think if you're going to optimize your learning style and how you do yeah. things technology gives us the opportunity mm. to be yeah. able to do that to test competency not ah. just on a test but yeah right very true as a student is it, yep. it was always stressful for me to know that I had to wait until I took that test right to really test my competency Absolutely. on that particular topic but I think technology will give us the opportunity mm. to do that you know much easier and faster at a, at a different rate I think you look at all look at the con um, um, academy and all of look at and and even the Ivy League schools have all gotten behind really amazing great free education I, I mean amazing education that costs lots yeah. of money right yeah. but they're offering it free and so um, I think technology first of all is going to level the playing field mm. um, um, that's a really good point mm-hmm yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so it used to be obviously a huge drawback. Socio, if you were in a socioeconomic class, yep. you couldn't yep. afford that yep. education. I think technology now is leveling yep. that le- that playing field. So I think that's, that's truly huge. exciting. Mm. Um, I think the type of uh, of education has we look forward. Um, you look at what's happening with you know 5G and all of these things where we're going to get be able to get <laughs> so many more mm-hmm. things on our phone and and video and in all of these different formats, um, augmented reality, you know, um, artificial intelligence, all of these things. So, so at some point it, it will be able to see how you, you individually yeah. like to yeah. learn yeah. and be able to be able to craft and curate yeah. something that helps you. Yeah, I love that idea mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. You know, I notice um um, my daughter, if she needs to learn how to do something, she'll her default will be to find a video mm-hmm. that shows her how to do it or explains the concept. Oh, that reminds me of the fact. So I was, uh, you know, I have these these stupid American doors that mm-hmm. you can lock on the inside. Mm-hmm. And, of your and, car? Oh, no, no, in the house. In the house. And so both the bathroom <laughs> and uh, the second bedroom were locked <laughs> inside, uh-huh. and you couldn't get in. Okay. So then I thought, how? The hell do, do I get do? in? Because right. you can't get in. They were right. locked. And I said, YouTube. 
So yes. I looked at YouTube, yes. I described the thing, I said, mm -hmm. okay, it's, a, it's mm -hmm. like this kind of log, mm -hmm. and there was a video yes. to show how to open it. There's yeah. a video for yeah. everything. I'm yeah. glad you Love brought it. that home. I was wondering where your bathroom door was going there. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I have not known. No, <laughs> so my daughter will do what Yola did, you know, uh -huh. um, even my brother will do that. I will sometimes look for a YouTube video but I'm more likely to look for a description first yeah. and then the video. Really? Yeah. No, I don't anyway. Because as a matter of fact, for a lot of the technology thing that I do, a lot of the podcasting, well, when I started... Well, your information is in video anyway. Everything mm -hmm. is yeah. YouTube. So yeah, YouTube if, anyway. if you get a new app, so if you see someone says, this is a really cool app and that sort of things, I always look at the YouTube video and see what they really think about it mm -hmm. and explain it a little bit and then I yeah. jump in. Yeah, it yeah. makes right. it so much yeah. easier. Yeah. Right. So the... I think also in veterinary medicine, that's going to change. So mm -hmm. it's going to be much more visual instead yeah. of lots of text and text and yeah, text yeah. and text. Mm -hmm. I think the revolution is it really, look at, uh, at Cody Krulman, for instance, who mm -hmm. yeah. does an awesome job with Canadian. his video to Canadian, yeah. Calvet. Yeah. Off, awesome, awesome job he does. Awesome and so, yeah. and, and so, but <coughs> he, he just teaches us in a way mm -hmm. that nobody did before, and yeah. it's fantastic. It's engaging. Mm -hmm. right. um, it's novel. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and Love because it. he takes you out on his uh, on his daily farm calls. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So um, I think technology opens up uh, different ways to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Right. You right. have to tell a story often, don't we, to get the right. message across? Yeah. So he this has been featured, awesome. featured, by the way, in, in Fortune magazine mm. because he yeah. was one of the businesses who was creatively using drones ah, yeah, exactly. to go and right. look at yeah, herds cattle. of cattle. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. This has been great. So we're at 30 minutes. We cut our podcast off uh, at 30 minutes because okay. we know people are busy. They don't want to listen to us yeah. all the time. Yeah. They want to listen to. They don't want to read a book. They want no, a 30 minute podcast. No, 30 minute podcast, and they, there's lots of other podcasts that right. you want to listen to so and the news and whatever so thank you so much much yeah. wait, this wait, was I, have awesome. a, I have one of my favorite things about cats i want to oh, oh well wait. then okay i i heard that yes. when cats like to greet one another yes that they like to blink their eyes at yes. one another yes. and that's because that they trust yeah that they trust it's a and slow I love blink that. i love that so i'm gonna start Slow blinking. <laughs> blinking oh, I, feel I love that. Oh, Isn't that, that cool? Is really I good. love that. I That's think really it's good. one of my favorite communication things. of cats. Mm -hmm. So and and then I think we need to go back to a couple of parts before because Susan brought something up about cats and male cats and female cats. There's a difference in what did I say? In paws. In oh, you want me to? Yeah, rehash it. You can remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Which one? Was yeah. So what? I'm staring are blankly right, at right-handed. Oh, that's and, right. And males are left-handed. Male oh. cats are more likely to be left pod. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Who knew? Yes. I'm left pod. There you yes. go. Yes. yes. There. So it's uh -huh. one of those like veterinary yeah. trivia facts. I know. Uh -huh. yeah. We love it. Yeah. It's we completely it. useless, but interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So. I'm gonna start watching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's thank you so much. This is wonderful. Thank you. And, uh, Time flew by. Thank you. Yeah. It's amazing. It goes really fast. So yes. So yes. Yeah. And yay, New York Vet. Yes. Yay. Thank yeah. you. Oh, oh, we need to make a plug for New York Vet. 
it's absolutely worth it. It's yes. two days. They're Very fantastic cool. speakers. Uh, it's in New York. It's in New there's York. There's a lot of oysters here. We love it. <laughs> and, and a lot of pink. And there's a lot of pink. And it's no, it's it's a really What's really cool like. new conference. Uh, it's the second year. Next year is what time? Do you know the dates? Yes, it will be November seventh and eighth. Okay. November seventh and eighth. Put Friday. it in your calendar yep. and uh, and book it. Absolutely. Cool. Thank Thanks, you Beth. so much. Thank you. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at Her Podcast. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs, and you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatVetSusan. Dr. Yola Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVETSX. 